You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, Jerusalem is west of Bethphage, it's a, it's a little village on the east side of the Mount of Olives, and you travel from there over the crest of the Mount of Olives, and from the top of the mountain, you look down across the Kidron Valley to Mount Zion, where Jerusalem is. And it's it, the, the thing that you see when you're standing there, you can't miss it, is the temple. It's, it's right in, it's almost like you're looking right across the valley, right at this thing, and even though the temple has been destroyed for thousand nine hundred and forty something years it's the most imposing thing on the landscape still you see the walls that are there and the garden on top of the temple mount with a couple of islamic mosques that are built there and that's where jesus stood on the donkey looking over jerusalem going to his death He sent his disciples into the village for a donkey, saying, the master needs them. And he mounts the donkey there, and he rides it down down the road, down the side of the Mount of Olives, and into Jerusalem. Now, the road that he took is called the Palm Sunday Road. Now, it's probably not what it was called then. (laughs) It was named the Palm Sunday Road because Jesus rode down that road on the donkey to making his triumphal entry. But the road is still there. It starts near the Church of the Ascension on the top of the Mount of Olives, and then it travels down through a large Jewish cemetery. And then you come, and there's a compound on your right called Dominus Flavit, which means the Lord wept. This is from the text of the triumphal entry in Luke 19. When, as Jesus is drawing near to the city, he looks over it, and he weeps and says, If only you had known the day of your visitation, but you did not. Oh, how I long to gather you as a hen gathers its chicks under its wings, but you were not willing. And then you go a little farther down the Palm Sunday road, and you come into the Garden of Gethsemane, both on the right and left side of the road. The olive trees are still there. Some of them, they say, are over 2,000 years old. And there's a stone with a huge church built over it, which is the traditional place where Jesus was bleeding, uh, was sweating drops of blood. And then you're at the end, you're at the Kidron Valley, which today is full of roads and all kinds of crazy traffic. But it's only a short way up to the gate of the city, which is on the north side of the temple, where Jesus was thought to enter Jerusalem on this day. Now, this road is not that long. It's, in fact, a pretty easy walk. Jesus and his disciples, in fact, walked that way. That Later that evening, they walked back to Bethany. And then they did the round trip on Monday and on Tuesday, and then the one-way trip on Thursday, which was Monday Thursday. It's a simple uh, matter. I mean, maybe it takes 20 or 30 minutes to walk the road. So the question is, why does Jesus have a donkey to make the trip? He doesn't need it. The answer, dear saints, is that Jesus arranges this donkey and rides on it into Jerusalem to fulfill before all the people's eyes the promise of Zechariah chapter 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. 
Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And the people that day knew it. They knew what Jesus is doing. Jesus was traveling with a crowd, both before him and after him. They've gathered around Jesus, and they're putting their cloaks on the ground for Jesus to ride over them, and they're, and they're putting palm branches for the donkey to step on. This is like rolling out the red carpet. The only thing that I know we still do like this is at a wedding when the flower girl goes before the bride and puts petals on the ground, rose petals for the bride to walk on. This is what the people were doing for Jesus. They were putting their cloaks down in the palms so that he could ride into town with honor. The crowds and the children gathered are also singing a psalm. Psalm 118. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the Son of David. Now this is a messianic psalm, a psalm of the coming king. All the people who were singing it were acknowledging that Jesus is the Messiah. Now, we don't know if they knew exactly what that meant, but they were at least saying that this Jesus is the one that we've been waiting for. And the Pharisees understood it also. They knew the implications precisely of what was happening. So Luke, Matthew doesn't have it, but Luke tells us this. This is in Luke 19, Luke's account of the triumphal entry. The conversation between Jesus and the Pharisees. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. They were warning Jesus, all of this stuff that's happening, you riding on a donkey and all the people singing this psalm, all of this is making you look like you are the Messiah. And Jesus says, yep. (laughs) He is the Messiah. He is the one that they were waiting for. He has come. He's arrived. The long-awaited day is here, and the Pharisees should be joining in the crowds to sing and rejoice with all of the children and the disciples of Jesus. But they're not. They instead are plotting to kill Jesus, and that plot would, in fact, come to fruition in only five days. Now, that, by the way, is why we have this same exact gospel reading on Palm Sunday every year. Jesus rides into Jerusalem to suffer and to die. But why do we have the text today? On the first Sunday in Advent, on the first Sunday of the church year, the church's year of grace. I suppose it is because in Advent we consider how Jesus comes to us. The threefold coming of Jesus, that he, he has come in humility, in weakness, to suffer and die. That's the, 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 the good news of Christmas. That he continues to come to us in preaching and in the sacrament of baptism and the Lord's Supper. And the third, that he will come again in glory at the end of days to redeem and rescue us and claim us as his own. Now, this is perhaps the first point that we want to make, that Jesus comes to us. Being a Christian is not about us getting to God. That's every other religion in the world. It's not about us climbing the ladder into heaven, the ladder of our own efforts, the ladder of our own intelligence, the ladder of our own experiences to find God 
to have fellowship with him. Christianity is not about our ascent to God. It is about God's descent to us. It is not about our going up, but it is about God coming down. And this is the beginning of a relief for us because we can't get to God. We can't be that good. We cannot manage it on our own. But that God is coming to us is not yet good news. Remember, and this is the picture, I think, to have in your mind. Remember when you were a kid and you, your mom preached to you the sermon, a dad will be home soon. <laughs> you, you're, you received that either as law or as gospel, depending on how the day had gone. <laughs> if you had, for example, crashed the moped into the garage or your report card had come into the mail, now I'm speaking only for myself, that sermon, Dad's Coming, was a, was a sermon of law. <laughs> It was a sermon of punishment. It was a sermon of warning. Now, I suppose that's how the sermon that God is coming should be for sinners. Jesus is coming should terrify us. But look at what Jesus does. Look at how he comes to Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. Look at Jesus riding on a donkey, not on a war horse. Look at Jesus with nothing in his hands, no armor, no sword. Look at Jesus. It's not a look of anger on his face. It's not the fire of war in his eyes. He's weeping. He rides into Jerusalem in humility and in weakness. He comes in peace. Let this picture fill your mind. Jesus comes into Jerusalem not to conquer, but to die. Paint that picture on your heart. Seal it in your memory. Zechariah says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you on a a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey, and he has salvation with him. He's humble. That's good news. Jesus comes, says the prophet, having salvation. He rides to you in humility, in meekness, in gentleness, in the kindness of his cross. This is a a precious picture of our Jesus for us Christians. And it's why we hear this reading twice a year. It's why we have a picture of Jesus riding into Jerusalem, hanging on the wall in the narthex. It's why we sing the words of the crowds that were walking with Jesus every Sunday in the liturgy. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he, blessed is he, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Because Jesus still comes in humility and in kindness, in mercy and gentleness. He still comes not to punish us, not to destroy us, but to forgive us. He does not bear the sword. He bears with him his body, his cross, his death, his resurrection. He brings with him promises of the forgiveness of sins and life everlasting. He comes in patience and he comes in grace. Dear saints, remember this. Remember this picture of Jesus riding into Jerusalem when the devil comes to accuse you of your sins. 
Remember this picture. When regret swells up in your own heart and and chokes you. Remember this when you fail. When you fall. When you sin. Remember this when your flesh rises up with its unbelief and blasphemy, with with its rebellion and anger and lust and greed. Remember this when you're ashamed to show your face at church. Remember Jesus on the donkey. Remember Jesus on the cross. He comes to you in humility. Still. He comes to you with patience. Still. He comes not in anger, but in love. Because He comes bringing salvation. That's what Jesus was doing on the donkey almost 2,000 years ago. And it is still what He is doing today. In His Word, on His altar, He still comes to save. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king comes to you. And we say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 830 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 930 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.